An entry from the Journal of Orion Montauk, professor of anthropology at Belvedere University. I had the dream again. The field of lilies, same as always, beautiful petals of blue and white and yellow, stretching out to the edges of my vision beneath an empty sky. The beautiful woman, masked and cloaked but beautiful nonetheless, serene and silent and watching. Each night the field comes, and each night the woman watches. Is she a queen? A god? A demon? Some personified aspect of my psyche? A half-formed thought clung to be realized in my sleeping mind? Each night I am paralyzed with fear, unable to speak, until the ground splits and swallows me up. Last night I was not afraid. I screwed up my courage and spoke, asked her who she was, what she wanted, why she brought me here again and again. The woman said nothing, merely tilted her head up to the heavens. I followed her gaze and saw it. The moon, mere feet above, poised to crash into me and obliterate the world with its magnitude. I saw its bisected, fragmented form and saw the crack that split it, and knew it to be not a crack, but a scar, a pulsing, angry wound that beat a tempo along with my own heartbeat. It was an infection, one that would surely spread, and soon. I turned to the woman, my awaiting, watching warden, and asked her what could be done. How can I, a mere mortal, possibly hope to avert this catastrophe? She smiled, faceless and masked, yet I knew that she smiled as she walked towards me. I realized how much smaller I was next to her. She bent down, beckoned me closer, and whispered in my ear, You can't. Hello, and welcome to Roll Dice and Cry, the actual play podcast where we roll dice and you cry. We will also cry. My name is Zachary Fredrickson. You can find me online at ObfuscatingGod on Twitter.com. I am joined by Emily Riesbeck. Hi, I'm Emily Riesbeck. You can find me on Twitter at Blue Valkyrie. Please read my webcomic, The Blue Valkyrie, at bluevalkyriecomic.tumblr.com. I'm also joined by, by Nora Udelius. Hello, I'm Nora Udelius. You can find me on Twitter at the Sonoriku, and I put some art there. Hell yeah. This this week we return to Zara Antiku at the Anarchistic Commune of Squatter's Rights. Uh, calling it an anarchistic commune might be a little bit, like I might do a disservice to anarchistic communes, because it's, it's just like a bunch of people living in a cave. <laughs> um, it feels like it might be mean-spirited to, to, to actual communes, you know what I mean? But, but most anarchistic communes don't have a food replicator and cool robo-titan tech, so who's really winning? <laughs> yeah, true. Fair. Um, anyway, yeah, Squatter's Right, which is um, in the foundations of the uplink you've been looking for. 
You have also ditched the uh, archaeological society to so that you could get here without them f- knowing where it was. And to all our viewers, we're sorry, but we had to do it in fiction. <laughs> mm-hmm. No worries. And now you're here, you've met the people here, and you've just met Professor Orion Montauk, who has come out of a room brandishing a knife. And, and he has said that he knows that we are the type somehow. Yes. That's our thing. Our scene, he's, he's come out and he says, they're here. We need their help. And it was a um, a moonstone knife, if I recall correctly. Yes, it is a it is a dagger carved out of solid moonstone. Does that mean? Does that literally mean stone from the moon? In this world, I don't know. There's a difference between moonstone and and the stone moon rock. Hmm. Well, uh, I I want to say, uh, oh, uh, Professor Montauk, uh, sir, we're glad to see that you're okay. Thank you. But you get a knife. Looks down. He, like, furrows his brow when he sees the knife in his hand. <laughs> and he said, uh, she told me to pick it up. Oh. Uh, and he starts walking outside. Uh, excuse mm. me, sir? Wait, outside where? Like, to where we came from? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I, I look at Tiyuku and I say, you better follow him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get up and fucking follow him. Excuse me, sir? Yes? What? Where excuse me. Hello. Hello, where are you going? Well, uh, I don't want to break the cave. Why would you break the cave? Well, I'm about to get bigger. So, so that I can save the world. No, it, okay, why don't, we, why don't we calm down a second and put the knife down really quick and explain ourselves. Yeah, and who told you all this? The, the masked lady. Uh, what masked lady? Who is that? The one in my dreams. Oh. And like, he pokes his, he pokes his temple and his, and his temple starts to bleed. Because he pokes it with his knife. Mm. Okay, uh, sir. Um, and you said that we were the Titans. Yes, you are the Titans. Yeah, so you you should listen to us. We're here. You- yeah, but also, how can you tell? Uh, she told me what you look like. Oh, what the the lady in your dreams? Yes. What what does what does she look like? I have no idea. Uh huh. Okay, um, and what did she tell you to do, exactly? Well, I'm going to take this knife, and I'm going to drive it into my heart, mm. and it's going to give me her power, mm. and then I'm going to grow very large, and I'm going to save the archipelago. Save the archipelago from what? From destruction. From destruction from what? And he looks at you. This is the first time he's actually looked at any of you. He's been, like, mm-hmm. very dazed. And he looks at you, and his eyes are bloodshot, and he says, Moonfall. Okay. Moonfall? And uh, and now you now you are outside. Uh, this conversation is taken. Oh, he hasn't stopped. No. Mm. Okay, uh, sir, Professor Montauk. Well, again, I think we should put the knife down. Yeah, Professor, you don't need to do that. We're here now. We're gonna save everything. You know, we we got this because uh, things. Yeah, and we're the Titans, and we're it's our job to save the world. So you can re- rest easy. Yeah, no <laughs> stoppings today. And he 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 looks at you. He says. It's always better to hedge your bets, and he starts to do it. And you go, okay, hold on. I, I put up my hand with the glove, and I pull my finger on the string, and I say, Sir, I really don't want to hurt you, but if you try to injure yourself in any way, I'm afraid I'm going to have to use this. All right. Uh, you're going to have to use it. <laughs> um, so he's going to plunge his dagger into his heart unless I do something to stop him? Unless the two of you do something to stop him. Yeah, he has not made any... any- like, movements yeah. to slow down. I'm going to try to use the whip to get the dagger out of his hand. That's a de- defy danger dexterity, I guess? Yeah, yeah, I think I think that would be the case. Okay. Oh, it's a seven. A seven, okay. 
you're gonna do the thing you, you're doing, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make something else happen. Okay. Because um, because uh, uh, there's a worse worse outcome. <laughs> so so Tuki, your whip flashes out, and it goes pow, and like cuts his wrist a little bit. Uh, and he, like goes ah, and falls over because he's a frail old man, and you just hit him in the whip with the, <laughs> in the wrist with a whip, um, and the knife goes clattering to the ground, and he like kind of collapses. Um, uh. And then you hear footsteps coming from fur- from out in the forest, like large clomping footsteps. A group of people. Oh my god! Uh, Miss Professor Montauk, are you okay? He he's like kind of holding his wrist, and then he looks up and starts reaching for the knife again. Mm. Uh, please, sir, just just let's keep the knife away, right? Look, if you if you hit, hurt yourself with that, it's not going to do anything. It's just going to. Injure you? Are you just talking to him, or are you stopping it? I'm gonna try to take the knife. Um, so you're picking up the knife? Yep. Fantastic. <laughs> no, wait. I knew that was a bad idea, but I still did it. Good. Good. I've, good. I've done this before. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. So, Tuku, you grab the knife. It's like you pick it up and you blink. And then it's like all the lights went out. Oopsie. It was like midday. It was noon. The sun was high in the sky. And now the sun is gone. Oh. And you are standing in a field of lilies. Oh. With a knife in your hand. Okay. You you straighten up and you look above you and the moon is directly above you. Oh. You look up and then you look to your side and you see this huge woman. Okay. 16 feet tall. I'm glad that we're getting, we're reaching a new audience in this content. I'm here for it. (laughs) She's 16 feet tall. She has, you know that that art of like angels with circular halos that crack and become horns? Ooh. She's kind of got that and a star floating above her head. And she has a mask on, cracked down the middle. Her entire body is cracked down the middle, you now notice. (gasps) With this bright white line. It's the moon. And she says, Hello, little thief. I didn't expect you to be the one to find me first. Uh, Hello? What was this? What happened? It doesn't matter. Let me tell you what I need you to do. Hmm? I need you to take that knife and put it in the old man. Uh, I may be a thief, but I wouldn't kill an old man. Alright. And then... There's this whispering that builds up in your ears. That is her voice, but it's like also not her voice, and it's like millions of voices. Yeah. And um, congratulations, Tsuku, for uh, activating the first custom move of the campaign, the whole campaign, a hate like that. When you resist the whispers of the anguish, oh, God. roll plus wisdom minus corruption. Oh. On a 10 plus, you stay strong against their corruptive influences. On a 7 and 9, you resist, but it takes a toll. Marketing ability. On a six or below, the whispers while their way into your heart increase your corruption by one. <laughs> if you roll 12 plus and you have corruption, you defy it entirely and reduce your corruption by one. Okay. <laughs> this is no good. I rolled a four. Uh, <laughs> you, please, I mark experience. You rolled a four. You do mark experience. So now, um, here's the new thing. Here's the thing about this campaign. Uh, you now have access to a new stat mm-hmm. that you need to track called Corruption. 
stat representing the hold that anguish claims over your heart. Your corruption starts at zero and maxes out at five. While your corruption is a negative influence, the wrath it inserts into your heart can have some small benefits. You add your corruption to all damage dealt. When it reaches two, you take a, you get a plus one ongoing to hack and slash that increases to plus two when it reaches four. When it reaches five, you are on the brink. You roll a last breath, and on a fail, instead of dying, you become fallen and join the ranks of the anguished. On a success, misked otherwise, reduce your corruption by one and return to the land of the living. Hmm. So you now have one corruption. So Tuki, you feel the bite of pain. A deep ache insert itself into your heart. Um, and she says, when you see Mirage, tell her to find me. And then you drop the knife and you're in the normal world again. Okay. I re- Does Tiyuku look like anything happened or anything? Yeah, Tiyuku stood there like catatonic for a while. Yeah, Tiyuku! I want to say like I'm like like next to her like shaking her maybe. And I'm going to say, Tiyuku, are you okay? Uh, I don't know. Um, what the hell? What just happened? What do you mean what just happened? You should tell me that. You picked up the knife and you just went blank. I saw a giant woman. What, what do you mean that you saw a giant woman? Uh, I don't think we should touch this knife. I, when I picked it up, I wasn't here anymore. Where were you? I don't know. She was in the field. Yeah, you've been there too. Three nights. Oh, um, that's just no good. I don't, I don't think she's up to any good. I don't think you should stab yourself. It didn't feel good. It was bad. Uh, Alright, what are y'all doing with this knife? Mm. It's on the ground again. Uh, okay, so we, we can't touch it. Uh, we need huh, we need to in- figure out some way to... Freeze the knife! Uh, okay, and I uh, try to blast the knife with the cryogenic emitter glove. Yay! Okay. Alright, yeah. There's a temporary um, solution, but at least no one can touch it now. That's true, that's true. That's smart. I'm smart, I got one wisdom. Uh, <laughs> All right, Zara, so what, what move is that? Do you think that's a field test? Well, would you describe this as being in a tight spot? Uh, I mean, having this, like, corrupting evil dagger in front of you, maybe? All right, roll plus int. Uh, I got it. I, I failed. Uh, that, I got a six. Uh, that's sad. Oh, boy. I'll mark XP. I'll get a mark XP. All right. You get, yeah, a, mark, yeah. you get a mark XP, for sure. So, Zara, you blast it, but your aperture, it's not as wide as it should be. It's a concentrated beam, and instead of freezing it in place, it actually propels it Oy. into the air. Oy. And you remember those footsteps that you heard in the forest <gasps> a little bit ago? Oh, no. Yeah? The, the, the trees begin to part, and you see Providence Caster, mm. uh-huh. Tularin Pirinu, and Galileo Ponsfera. And Tularin has inquiring Leon and ferocious Oliarch in his hands, and he's holding them both by the scruff of their coats. And he says, this is the way they went. And they're like, yeah, yeah, geez, get off of me. And then the dagger falls on the ground in front of them. Uh, and, and Providence says, You know, Miss Fontaine, it's not very nice to tell lies to your friends. I, I understand, but it, it was a, a good lie. <laughs> you know it was me who lied. And anyway, don't touch that. Don't touch that. What's there? Don't touch that. What, that? Yeah, don't. Tulern throws Oliarch and uh, Inquiring and Ferocious like off to the side. Uh, and then like, land in the dirt and scramble their feet. Tularin, pick that up. Don't. That's a really bad idea. Do not. <laughs> and why should we believe anything else you say? Hmm? I uh. pull out my sheriff badge. <laughs> 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 I 
Let's arrest you. Tuller and tosses the the boys to the side and uh, steps forward and picks up the knife. Oh, oh great. I guess he's not afraid to be arrested. Uh, no, he's the son <laughs> of the culture admiral. That would be embarrassing. Tuller, I know what you're thinking, but you you cannot do anything with that. It's it's very dangerous. Don't stab an old man. Don't stab an old man. Stab an old man. What kind of two bit punk do you take me for? He looks at you. And says, Look, we found Orion. And Providence, like whatever. Tuller, give that to me. Let me see it. And he says no, <laughs> no. And he, t- and he wheels on on um, on Providence. Says, you don't respect me either. None of you do. I'm just a dumb muscle cash cow to your fucking jobs. Cool. Um, and Providence is like, Tullerin, come on, we're friends. We've known each other for the la- for years. This whole time, you've just been using me for connections. You think I'm stupid. I know you think I'm stupid, the way you talk down to me. And he, and he like, reels back and he punches Providence in the face. Uh, and Pro- Tullerin, Providence please. goes down. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he says, and you, his eyes in focus, and he says, Titan. Oh, golly. You're just prancing around, pretending to be normal, till you get what you want. Well, you're not gonna get what you want. And he reverses the blade in his hand, and he stabs himself in the chest. <gasps> oh, no, I say. I, oh, man. Oh. <laughs> I start to walk up to him, like, to rush up to him, like, please get, get that out of there. We can, we can get you to a doctor. We can help you and, and put it down. Um, the dagger in his chest, it's like just to the left of his solar plexus. You don't know if it actually hit his heart or not, but it begins to shift. It starts to glow bright orange. The hilt part clamps onto his chest. You know, like a face hawker and alien? Yeah. Like that. Like it turns into a hand and digs its way into his chest, and there's this orange beacon. And from it, this black marble-like substance starts to spread. It's it's a black marble that you recognize because it looks like the same kind that covered that skeleton at the bastion. Oh. The big one? The big one. I turn to Tiku and I say, maybe we should get the calves. That is a great idea. And then she says, none of you know a goddamn thing about me. All of my siblings are climbed to the top. I'm the one who should be. (sighs) And he starts to grow in size. Oh. Tularin, look, I know you're angry right now, but you need to take that dagger out. Please trust me. It's too late for that. He is now 15 feet tall. As this as this stuff continues to grow o- across him, okay. is Charlie here? Uh, yeah. Okay, I I turn to uh, Charlie and uh, Yusuf and I say, "Well, I guess it's uh, time to do what we came here to do." Yeah, I think that's about right. And Charlie's like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> Charlie, remember when I told you that there was something special in the carts? Yeah. Well, prepare to be amazed. <laughs> oh, go and I go right. and I pulled up. Type off the cart yeah. and I get in my mouth. Yeah, Eustace, Eustace grabs the other side and like, poof, there's this huge like foosh. Uh, and, and and Nemo is running around and grabbing people and be like, get the fuck out of here. Everybody run. Um, and like Galileo is dragging Providence away and he's like muttering under his breath. Providence is like just like, out, like in disbelief. Time to roll out. Mm-hmm. This is the first <laughs> time we've, we're gonna, we've used the calves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this monster, this creature, 
It's called The Anguished Air. Cool. Uh, and he is sad. Um, so his horns, they split into these, into this weird, like, fractal, um, of, of spikes. As, like, more spikes begin to jut out of his head. Um, he's, he still maintains his basic, like, big, bulky, burly body shape. You see, like, spikes or studs start to, like, grow off on his forearms and his knuckles, making them even more attuned for, like, physical combat. His forearms, like, get, like, Popeye big, almost. And his hands are these, these huge, like, smashing fists. He's kind of top-heavy in that way. As the orange of the anguish begins to seep through his body, these orange Tron lines, his tusks grow as well, these monstrous, like, fangs. Um, and his eyes are glowing that bright orange-red. And magma-like tears begin to fall from his eyes. This is bad news, bears. Mm-hmm. This creature, this thing that was once a man driven to incredible depths by the power of anguish. Uh, the whispers of Tyrionthi, the moon goddess, telling him his deepest fears and reinforcing them through her wiles until the last thing, the only thing he could think to do was what she wanted, stands before you and screams. What do you do? Get in the serendipity. All right. Yeah, yeah, get in the mistral. Mm-hmm. So, like, the caps were, like, sort of, like, balled up, and maybe, like, as soon as, like, we pull the things off, they, like, come to attention, you know? Yeah, I mean, maybe they even, like, straighten up, and the cat and the cart kind of, like, collapses under them as they reach their full life. <gasps> oh, sweet, yeah. <sighs> yeah, and Serendipity, like, has her hand down, has its hand down to, like, let you into, her, into its cockpit. I scramble up on the hand. Alright, um, can you remind us, both of you, what your cockpits look like? The Serendipity's cockpit is, like place for standing with a console in front of it and in the middle of the console there is a like place to insert the spell rights grimoire and when i insert it it automatically starts flipping through pages and a bunch of like blue lights come on and also all around me these blue runic symbols show up these magical runic symbols show up that i can you know interact with and press to make things happen so like i can i basically do spell casting incantations to make the calf do things. Hell yeah. It's dope as fuck. Just to remind everybody, the strengths of the serendipity are fast and intimidating, and its weaknesses is that it is loud. Uh, and then the, the, the strolls is that it is fast, quiet, and camouflaged, but it is stubborn and fragile. Yeah, I think the inside of it looks uh, also very... I think it's very intricate. There's a lot of stuff that Tuku doesn't understand there, and uh, it looks like it could, like, break very easily if you do something wrong. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, but she's kind of brute forcing it. Like, she's basically... How do you call it when you, like, wire a car? Did you say wire, wire a car? Yeah, she's basically hot wiring it. That's just how... Oh, that's actually really cool, because you're like a thief. Yeah, that's how she's mm-hmm. doing it, basically. It's not It's not the way it's supposed to be controlled. Uh-huh. Both of you also have advanced moves to your calves. What are those? I got an extra, um, extra sync. Oh, dope. Okay. Uh, my first move is uh, alternate movement, leaping. Oh, and dope. I would like to say that it gets on, like, all fours, like a cat, to do that. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, what's the startup like? Is it, there's, like, like the, the blue, do you have a call sign or, like, a, like a startup phrase? This is our, this is our anime mecha moment. <laughs> you're trying to say your shit. Ha! We should think of something cool to say to Yuku. Can, can I, can Tiyuku hear me? Yeah, there's like, you got like your screen with your little, like, cut in <laughs> screens of the other pilot, their cockpit. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. So I say, well, we like, should think of something cool to say to you, who, like, uh... Uh... <laughs> you're gonna get it. <laughs> I think you might need to rework on your definition of cool, but yeah, I agree. Uh, I think Tuku's still, like, uh, kind of hitting the dashboard thingy there, just like like when you your computer's not working properly, you just kind of hit it, because that's what you do, but you're not supposed to. But I do that. <laughs> so you're, you're engaging in percussive maintenance to make it work? <laughs> that was what it was. I was trying to think of that, that specific phrase. Yeah. yeah. All right. Percussive maintenance. In the, time, in the time that it has taken you to get in and t- start talking, Tularin is moving on you, winding back for a massive haymaker. Mm. Is there like a speaker so I can shout with the mech? Like, and oh, everyone can hear oh me? yeah, oh yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say, Tularin, please, you're you're not being yourself. Let us help you. Are you not? Are you not? You're just saying stuff. I right now, yeah. All right. Oh, is he gonna hit me? He's gonna hit you. He's winding back for a punch. <laughs> well, I I try to move out of the way. <laughs> All right. The punch comes down. You're gonna have to defy danger, uh, dexterity. Okay, and uh, remind me of what. Sync does. Uh, it's for a lot of things. It's it's for the our hearts beat as one move, um, mm-hmm. which is when you pile your calf on something it's programmed for, and you engage in a target in combat through hack and slash or volley. Oh, right. You roll sync instead of dexter strength and add your calf's power to your damage. Uh, when you take damage, you add its armor to your armor. When you discern realities, you add its programming to your roll. If you parlay, you add its programming to your roll. And if you, someone interferes with you, you add its ruin to their roll. Right. Okay. So um. Yeah, I uh, I just try to dodge out of the way. Uh, so that's a defy danger dexterity. Okay. Oh, that's a four. That's a four. Oh no! Goodbye, um, so, <laughs> so like the serendipity is waving its hands and backing up. Um, like, oh no, I don't want to fight. And the punch just rocks you. Let me look at your health. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Tulin is a big boy. Oh. It's one d ten plus three. <gasps> Holy Christ! <laughs> Uh, uh, but it doesn't ignore armor, so it's your armor plus the serendipity's armor. Okay, so uh, one. <laughs> don't you have armor? Yeah. <laughs> does the so, serendipity have armor? No. Yeah, it does. Oh. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Power two programming, two zero armor, ruin one. Oh, um, don't get hit, please. Yeah, I'll try not to, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Huh. All right, yeah, four. Maybe. That's that's not that bad. That's Hell yeah, low roll. You rolled a four, he rolled a four on his damage, but it does knock you flying back. Like, you go, and maybe not even, like, flying, like, like you didn't clear the ground, but, like, you know that thing where... where um, yeah, sliding back. You slide back, and you slide back, and just a swath of trees is now carved into this forest. And you turn your head, and you realize you can see Tulane. <laughs> from how t- from how tall your calf is, yes, you are now. You now realize that the people of Tulane can see your battle. <laughs> yeah, so Tuku Azar just got knocked the fuck up away from you. Yeah, uh, if that cart wasn't destroyed before, it sure is destroyed now. Uh huh. What are you doing? Uh, I think Tuku's like partially fully embracing like how fucking flashy this is to be in a giant calf fighting a big monster. But also, I think she's really mad that. Her friend got hit. So she's gonna like hit this thingy instead with her weapon, the Sephir Slash. Slash. Yeah. Uh, that Ivy Sword you got. Yeah. So are you using it as a short sword or are you using it as a whip sword right now? Are you getting up close and personal or are you like backing up a little bit? I think I'm backing up after what I saw, really. Okay. That's not a really good <laughs> idea. What do I roll? Hack and Slash. You just roll 
2d6 plus 1, because it's a, it is your piloting skill that you're using, effectively. I rolled a 10. That's a 10! <laughs> so it's, it's the same as a normal hack and slash. He has long arms, so you are technically still in range of him with your reach weapon, because his arms are reach. Ooh. But since it's a 10+, plus, you can roll your damage without taking any damage from him, unless you choose to hit him uh, with an extra d6. Mm, I choose to hit him with extra. So you're going to take damage from him, him as well? Yeah, 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 that's fun. <laughs> so it is your damage plus three um, from okay. your power, the power of your mech. Yeah. Uh, plus 1d6 from the from the 10 plus in the hack and slash. Okay, so I roll, and total of that is 11. 11. 11's a good hit. Yeah. W- what does it look like? Uh, since I chose to do extra damage, I think it's just like um, I first hit him with the whip sword, and then pull him back. It does the extra damage, like it digs in deeper when I pull it back. Oh, like Ooh, you, like you, you wrapped, nasty. you wrapped it around him and then yeah. and pulled it and it sliced him as it came mm-hmm. off. Everywhere you're cutting him, black granite obsidian is cracking, and this orange molten liquid is spilling out. The same that that, he, that he's sobbing, uh, and he is sobbing. Like, but between his his screams and his roars, you hear like like racked sobs coming out of his chest. Okay, I'm gonna be like, oh golly, that's nasty. You should have that looked up. I know a nice doctor in town. Nice, and he is he is gonna and he does damage back to you. Oh oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is a, that's a that's ten damage. That's a toxic hit right there. <laughs> you have two armor though. You have your armor oh, yeah. plus the armor of the of the calf, right? Yeah, so I have two armor. So I have seven HP left instead of five. Yes, you roll, and that and that HP is ju- is the is the Mistral's HP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like screams with his pain, and it's this like heavily distorted scream. Like if you ran it through a bunch of like distortion filters, and then with that bleeding arm, he like swings it and backhands your mech and sends you flying. So he is forceful on all of his attacks, and uh, you are fragile, and you're also svelte. You're small. You're lighter than yeah. everyone, everyone else's suspects. <laughs> so you actually get knocked over to lane. <laughs> so I'm so like. The- Am I, like, here on the map? Like, behind Tulane? Yes. Oy, 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 oy. So I see, I see T.U.P. fly overhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe you're over here. Man, we're on, the, we're, on the, we're on the area map, but I guess since you're so big, this is just a normal battle map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. T.U.P., you are fucking away. You are off and off. T.U.P., I say as, as she flies overhead. <laughs> yeah, you, sl- you slam and leave a crater, and I think you bust this railroad. Oh, <laughs> oh shit, how are we getting back? That's a good question. <laughs> I I turn back to uh, this thing and I um I say uh please I'm begging you just take the dagger out we can help we can fix you um okay so I'm gonna give one last attempt to try to reason with him you're you're reaching out to him you're trying to break past the programming of the anguish think this might be a parlay want to smoke up too. <laughs> Okay, I gotta stop using that. That joke is that joke has got some finishing returns. That, that, that joke is for you more than for anyone else. It's for me. I, I enjoy that joke a lot. It's mm-hmm. okay. I enjoy this joke too. It's great. Just a little puff of the sticky icky, and then we'll be good to go. It'll so, really cool you down. So when, it'll mellow you out, bro. So when you parlay um, with in a calf, you add its programming to your role. Really? You don't say. So that's a plus two. Yes. Excellent. Okay, I got a nine. Six plus one plus two. You got a nine. Okay, so you don't want to hurt him. I don't really want to. So he gives you this 
look. And, like, you see behind the rage is pain, and all of it hurts. And he, like, kind of pulls on the dagger in his chest a little bit. And at this point, it is this huge spike going through his entire body. It has grown with him. He kind of, like, pulls at it, but his hand slips off. Um, and, like, you see him touching it hurts him. And then he looks at you, and he starts moving. Towards me? Yeah. Does it look, like, menacingly? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I um, look around, and uh, this is me and my mechs talking to myself, like, uh, Okay, uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, big scary monster, moving forward. Uh, the Not not close enough for the projector cannon. Um, uh, uh, and then I, um, I think for a second, and maybe, like, instinctually have this idea... And I do a couple hand motions. The, the cult serendipity's hand shoots out, and it starts to grasp. And as it does this, it manifests within this hand this gigantic bow. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's a Megadel, the celestial great bow. Fuck yeah. The other hand of the mech goes out, and as its two fingers sort of recoil in, this string appears in them, and it starts to pull back. And as I pull back, this, like, arrow appears. What do you think? Oh. I think that sounds dope. Well, I, I don't want to hurt you, but... You're not yourself, and I promise that once you stop attacking everything, I'll help you, okay? So, just don't be mad at me. <clears throat> and I, I lose the arrow. Alright, so that's a volley. Um, you're, mm-hmm. you're gonna roll with your with your sink, so plus two. Awesome, so uh, 2d6 plus two, right? Uh-huh. I rolled a 12. You rolled oh. a fucking 12. Um, you have a clear shot, deal your damage. Uh, it's, plus, it's plus one damage, and it's messy and forceful. Plus your power. It's plus three damage, then, because yeah. my power is two. Yes, yes, yes. I got a six. Six? Three plus three, yeah. Your arrow, you might not have meant it to, but since it's so forceful, you hit him square on the spike of that dagger, um, and he stops in his tracks, and you see it shift into him, further into him, and then further out his back. Mm-hmm. But like for a second, he's like paralyzed as he screams this roar of pain. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But here's the information, is you moved it. Yep. <laughs> so I could either pull it out or push it through. <laughs> One of those is probably better. We, we, no, I don't, we're, we've already started the other way, so, you know, I'm not... <laughs> yeah, it's up to you. Tuku, do you pick yourself up from the wreckage of this railway platform? Thankfully, people saw it. You coming? And, like, moved? <laughs> so yeah. you didn't destroy anybody. Yeah. Which is good. But now you are picking yourself up from this wreckage and seeing bow, arrow, strike, hit the anguished air to her. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm going to start leaping over back there where we were fighting. Yeah, you have your alternate movement. So you just poof, clear buildings. Yeah. Like, soof, soof, jump like a jaguar. It's a very uh, Evangelian mood, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, it super is. I really, because we've talked about the Mistral being kind of alien, I've got sort of like a like a like like an Ava vibe from it in my head. Oh. Yeah. So you're able to catch up with Zara pretty quickly since because of your alternate moving and movement and your fast strength. Mm-hmm. Zara, you see Tuku gaining on you. I think Tuku, since you're moving so fast, you still have room to do something else. Okay. So, Yuku, are you okay? Yeah. I think Tuku's just going to try to, like, uh, knock Tularin off his feet. Because Tuku's pretty tired that this isn't Tularin anymore, so... Um, I'm I'm going to say, as Tuku rushes past me, I'm going to shout, uh, Get the dagger out! Okay, well, then I would try to, I guess, do that. Luckily, uh, it's precise, so I can aim it as a sword sword at the dagger. Yeah, yeah, at the, the, the spike of stone. 
Yeah, I'm going to put it through. Give it a shot. Is this a hack and slash again? Yes. Maybe you can aid um, because you are with your with your knowledge. Sure. Do you want me to do? I, I mean, I I would definitely try if I could. Yeah, I think if if you're if you're aiding with that with that knowledge with telling her where to hit, uh, I think that you should roll ahead of time. Excellent. Okay. So, it, was there a special aid move for uh, Calf? Or there no? is not. It's just a normal aid. It's your bond. Oh. Okay. So it's plus one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got an eight. An eight, which means... It means I can add plus one to their roll, but I also expose myself to danger, retribution, or cost. You do indeed. So, Tuka, you get the plus one. We'll see what that danger is, if it is anything. Is it the same roll as before? 2d6 plus one? Now plus two, because you're getting a plus one to Zara. And I rolled an eight. (laughs) You rolled an eight, which means you give damage and take damage. Though what I do think is that he is... Surprised? So if you'd like, you could backstab. Oh, I love to. He's in that weakened state from having the uh, the thing hit. Okay, I can. I will read this. When you attack a surprised or defenseless enemy with a melee weapon, you can choose to deal your damage or roll plus dex. On a ten plus, choose two. On a seven to nine, choose one. And I will read these after I have chosen, I guess. All right. And I will roll dex. Oi, I rolled a five. Oh, no. Okay, well, I guess I don't choose any. Let's see what happens. All right, yeah, there's not a there's not a special failure, yeah. Steve. So here's the thing, Tuku. Roll your damage. Do I still get to roll it? You get to roll your damage. Okay. Don't trust <laughs> Zach. Don't roll your damage. <laughs> you don't have a choice. You rolled, you rolled that, that backstab back for your damage. Okay, that's, uh, so I rolled eight damage. So, here's the unfortunate thing. If you had rolled that backstab well, you would have hit him on the mark and you would have pushed that thing clean through. Instead, you missed the mark <gasps> and your short sword goes straight through his body. Oi! Taking him to zero HP. The moonstone cracks and the body around him crumbles. Oh, no. As the body of Tularin falls from this height. He's in the the center of this body, and it crumbles around him. Oh, my God. You catch him. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, You catch him, and he's not moving. Tiyuku, is he okay? No. I I think he's dead. What? I I rush over there in the serendipity. Um, I mean, you are both in mechs, and he's a human-sized person. I immediately pop open the uh, cockpit and jump out. Okay. He is, if not dead, extremely close to death. If he is going to survive, and that is a huge if, he needs immediate medical attention. I um, I, I try to feed him one of the uh, bars that heals HP. Oh, that's a smart thing to do. <laughs> All right. Give me, give me a defy danger intelligence for quick thinking. <laughs> I, You're a smart cookie. I <laughs> don't, don't. I got 13! Oh. You got a 13. You got a 13. Alright, so yeah, you... Ch- I was so fucking scared. <laughs> you shove this pink bar into his mouth and chew it up like you fuck with his jaw and stuff. And yeah, I mean, he is stable. He is still bad. Is the dagger in him? No. Okay. The dagger is in pieces all around you. Okay. Shards, shards of moonstone. Gigantic shards of moonstone. I see. Um, he just has a hole through his chest. He has two holes through his chest. It, this is like a staunch. He needs like an actual surgeon. I, I look up to Tuku and I say, "Can we can we get him to a doctor?" Yeah, like like I said, I know I know a nice doctor. And okay, well, like, I, I, I sort of back away and I and say, "Here's here he is." I think Tuku's gonna pick him up and take 
Ford's parents <laughs> with the mistral. Yeah, yeah. So we have this shot of this huge robot running through the streets of Tulane, barely fitting, but still making your way through. People like jumping into alleys to avoid being crushed underfoot as you skid to a stop in front of Lene Family Medicine. And he comes out and he's like, I'm a pediatrician. <laughs> um, <laughs> if he has the measles, come back. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Resolute and Amelie come out, Ford's sister and his father come out, and um, Resolute goes, oh my, what is going on here? Uh, there, there's a man who's going to die if you don't help him, I guess. Oh, hello, I'm the person you met earlier. Uh, I'm, oh I'm in a thing. I'm a All titan. Right. Congratulations. <laughs> Amelie, please give me a stretcher. And she says, yes, pop. And runs inside and runs out. And they, they both hold the stretcher out and you put Tulgrin onto it. Mm-hmm. And then they run him inside and get to work. Yeah. And I think Two's going to hit pop because she doesn't want to be in the city in this mech, I guess. Uh-huh. Understandably. <laughs> Um, fuck. Yeah, 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 you're in a, you're in a robot. But I guess, I guess she goes like, ah, I have saved the day once again out of the speakers before running away. <laughs> yeah, and everywhere you see people like looking out their windows, craning their necks to like see what's going on. It is suffice to say that in Galeria, the Titans have been, made their debut. Mm-hmm. And we did a pretty good job. Yeah. yeah. Almost um, killed one rich person, but. Well, almost yeah. So Zara, you are in uh, next to the, where the uplink tower is. Um, I'm I'm alone for the time, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's Provident, there's everyone else who like ran away, who are like probably coming out of the forest now. But like for the for the moment, yes. First, I first every wherever I say that wherever I see them, I shout, "Get back! Do not touch anything here!" Um, to like Pro- Providence like puts up his hands and like backs up. Uh, and goes, That's right, motherfucker. <laughs> You should have listened to whole Zara Fontaine. Anyway, um, I'm actually really quickly gonna gonna sort of walk up and exhaustedly walk over to Serendipity. Oh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I'm going to uh, sort of clamber back into the cockpit, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say, uh, "Well, that wasn't too bad, was it?" To to the Serendipity, um, you get the like internal sensation of a shrug, like, "Hey, could, hey, could be worse." Um, hey, I got a question. Uh-huh. That, uh, that device that I put on it, does it look like it's integrated yet? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna, you gonna engage in some scorched earth? Oh, that's a good idea, maybe. Um. Oh, I thought that was what you were going for. I, you, oh, you just wanted to see if it accepted you. Yes. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, it still, it still looks like it, like you made it, but like the seams are starting to become less seamed. Well, someday we're gonna have a use for this and you will thank me because it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and not that your bow isn't awesome. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what emotion you get from it, but kind of like amusement, I think. Um okay, so I'm going to take the mech back over to everybody in the forest. Okay. So you're not going to do anything about the pile of of rubble? I'm going to come back to that. Okay. <laughs> I need to talk to Nemo and Eustace first. All right, Nemo and Eustace are there. Is everybody there? Yeah, everybody there. All right, I I'm going to open the cockpit and they're going to be able to see me. And and the mech holds up its hand and I step onto it and it, Brings me down. And I'm like, well, ta-da! <laughs> Holy shit. 
that was something, wasn't it? And he's just like, yeah, that was how, oh man, I'm going to have to fix that. <laughs> you see, like, like a bunch of, like the, like the chest, the cockpit was a little cl- slow to open because it got nearly caved in from that first hit from Tularin. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll help with that. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, and and Charlie like is jumping up and down. He's like, "Oh my god, you were so cool! You fought that dude! You saved the town! Oh man, saved him! Oh, you're so good and strong and kind." Uh, oh, well, thanks, Charlie. I appreciate it. But uh, we've got some problems to deal with now, like. What to do with all this stuff? Well, if you're asking me, I think you should destroy it. But if we keep some of it, we should... We should No, we, we should keep some of it, right? So we can study it? Are you on the ground in front of him? Mm-hmm. Uh, Nemo looks at you and he says, Zara, do you remember what I showed you last night? Yes. Destroy it. Well, I understand, sir, but you're a scientist just like me, aren't you? Yes. What do they say? Know your enemy, right? How can we fight something we don't understand? He sighs. They also say that some paths should remain untread. Will fire destroy it? Coming out of that thing? I think you've got a good shot. I turn my heels, I get back in the mech, and utilizing the incendiary projector cannon that I installed on my mech, I try to burn up what I can. All right. But. But? But. I will try to leave... Just a small piece, something small enough to maybe fit in a pack. Okay. And I'm going to take it with me. I will tell you what I will do more specifically. I I know about magic, and I know that magic is radioactive, and obviously I have found a way to keep it safe using my, like, you know, little nozzles. It's safe. It's It's not actively mutating anything in there. I suspect that something similar could be used to transport this, and I try to quickly, uh, repurpose one of, like, maybe one of my little charge things to take a small sample of it. A small sample of it. Of the Moonstone? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a choice that you're making, so I'm not going to make you roll for it, because rolling for it would, I think, um, lessen your agency in this decision. So this one, I'm, I'm just letting it ride. This is less a, like, tactical, like, quick thinking, doing something on the fly thing, and this is, like, you deciding, one, to go cro- to go against the counsel of one of your allies, and two, to, to further your own agenda as a boundary-pushing scientist. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take a piece of it. A small piece, and I keep on, I keep on using this. It is not even going to be, like, it's going to be big enough to fit in, like, your hand. Like a pink eraser size. Sure. Like those little, yeah. like those erasers you get in pencil cases. Mm-hmm. All right. The rest of it is burnt. Um, as you, you like turn on your projector cannon and, and Nemo puts on some sunglasses and then turns away. Everyone like starts checking in on squatters, right? People and making sure everyone else is okay. Does Nemo put on sunglasses and then walk away from the explosion? Did he yeah. just do that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's still Nemo. <laughs> Um, the black granite turns into motes of light as the fire hits it. The moonstone continues to crack and shatter and crack and fragment until it is just dust uh, that blows away with the wind. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You have destroyed every trace of it except for the trace that you take yourself. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'll pay someday for this. <laughs> yeah. And, but then this time, Tiku has returned. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, things are, I think things are dying down. What are you doing now? Mm, I think Tiku's gonna get out of the mech, and she's gonna be like, hey, I destroyed the railroad, 
<laughs> oh dear. We're stuck. Well, yeah, at least it's better than anyone losing their life. True. I, I think he'll be. I think he'll make it. Good. Glad it was him and not the old man. I don't. I don't think that would have. That would be bad. Yeah, I don't think that old man would have survived if he had gotten hit. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's hard to see a silver lining in any of this, but I just said yeah, it. That, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you do. It is, um, I'm, I'm going to get out of my mech, too, and maybe it goes back into sleepy mode. And um, is Montauk here? Yeah, yeah, he is just kind of sitting in the dirt. <laughs> I, I sort of cautiously walked up to him, and I say, Sir, are you okay? Hello. Yes, I I think I am. Um, Would you help me up, young lady? Yes, of course, and I help him up. I, I feel so terribly strange, like a fog has been lifted. What do you remember? Something terrible is going to happen. Something awful. I, I don't... How did I get out here? Sir, you've been out here for two years. It's like eyes wide. Two years? My word. That's... Sir, do you remember anything about a moonstone dagger? <sighs> I, I remember the shape, the form. I, I remember looking, wanting it, needing it, but everything else is a blur. Where did you find it? In in the ruins. In the in the bones of the old world. And his like he like his aunt, his hand like kinda reaches up and he points to the tower. To the to the uplink. We're gonna go check that place out, but you should get back to uh the university, right? Everybody's been worried sick about you. University, yes, yes, yes that's that's where I work, I think. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, for helping me. What's what I do? What's your name? Uh, Zara. Zara Fontaine. And he smiles and he says, I read your letter. You did? You're a bright girl. It seems that you are still bright. I get, I get, I shyly smile. Oh, well, I... <laughs> Thank oh, this is my friend Tiyuku. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> gotta deflect. She's gotta very deflect. bright as well. I don't remember a letter from you. Nope. I never sent one. No, I'm sure you're just as nice. Hmm. Yeah, of course. He turns back to Zara and he says, I see you continue to strive for knowledge. Oh, well, I... Yeah. Fantastic. I will see. And he passes out. Oh. Oh, dear. He's an old man. He's had a lot of stress. Yeah, he's, he's, had, a, he's had a long day and he's all tuckered <laughs> out. He's had a, a two years of a day. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what he was looking for. I mean, I guess the dagger. Do you think that's where he found what he found, or or, I, or before? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe we should go check out that uplink. Probably, probably that place he was digging into. So there's no more daggers there. We could just burn those. Maybe you did a great job burning here. Good job. Yeah, yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> nice. You head in to the squatter's right, which is a little town underneath the underneath the uplink, uh, where everyone else is. They're all just kind of there, chilling. They were like kind of hiding inside, and you come in, and they say, "What the hell happened out there?" Uh, we say today, no need to thank us, or or you can thank us. That's just fine too. We take uh, cash, credit, PayPal. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we have a Kofi. You could support if you like the way we save the world. Support our Patreon. <laughs> At $5 a month, we'll save the world. 
Oh boy! <laughs> at the twenty dollar level, you get to ride in one of the cabs, and at the thirty dollar level, you get access to our secret uh, Patreon art stream. Where we'll be streaming <laughs> our saving the world, saving the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Sorry. Nice. Um, at the fifty dollar level, you'll get a print featuring your favorite Titan every month. <laughs> Yeah. This is the way. At the hundred dollar level, you'll get the not safe for work. Session. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is you're advertising it before we set up the Patreon. Not safe work section is not like it's it's not poor. It's just like Zara stuff that's not safe, not work yeah. section. Yeah, yeah, it's just like it's just like shit that really doesn't pass the OSHA guidelines. Yeah, OSHA. Yeah. I don't even know her. <laughs> uh, um, Sorry. That was a that was a good bit, Emily. Good job. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> good job, it was very funny. It was very funny. Hey, Tiyuku, that was a good alley oop right there. Um, that was funny. Uh, and I, to be honest, and I'm very sorry about this, but I really don't think you all can stay here. <laughs> There's a lot of dangerous stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you t- you, t- you told us about this other place, right? Right, uh, the Bastion. Um, hey, anarchist commune. Do you want to help us save the world? Um, and Jacques and Julien are like, yes! Uh, and <laughs> is like, well, I guess it beats staying here. This uh, bastion doesn't have any Galerian oversight, does it? Not a bit. Nope. All right. Wait, does it? Uh, well, you do have an armada captain as one of your, like, people. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. We made a couple of deals. <laughs> oh, you also made a deal with, with Galeria to... Sell them your tr- mm-hmm. like telecommunications technology. Yeah, but I'm fine with that. We don't have to know about that. All right. He says, well, I guess I can come along then. Gotta make sure these folks stay safe. Yeah. And he pats Amethyst on the shoulder, and she's still holding her giant crossbow. While Tuku and I are walking, I'm going to say, oh, it'll be so nice to have some Valentine bakers around. I mean, oh, you haven't really lived until you've tried Valentina cookies. Oh, that sounds wonderful. The bread was lovely. It's true. It's fantastic. <laughs> we're the best bakers in Galeria because we are Valentine and then we are in Galeria. So, uh... Yeah, well, I, I mean, it won't be as good because we won't have access to all the wonderful bounty of Valentina, but, you know, maybe we could get some imported. Oh, yes. yes, 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 yes. Build up some uh, trade agreements. That wouldn't really sound very uh, anarchistic, but sure. <laughs> uh, if it gets us bread, who cares? Yeah, I mean, yeah I'm fucking with this guy. But <laughs> yeah. um, um, as, well, you actually used to come in, uh, and they're like, all right, where's the... Where's the thing, the uplink. I think it's up... Well, we ha- we haven't been told where the uplink is yet. Uh, no. I think... It must be around here, right? Well, Maybe upstairs? I-, I saw a pair of ladder. Oh, well, shall we? Yeah. Alright. All right. Yeah, we go up the ladders. Yeah, so yeah, so the... So you go past this this big sheet of metal that is the uplink's um, foundation. Yeah, you see those skeletons of those long-limbed people... Again, this, the, these skeletons like are the bones of people who were ten feet tall. Mm-hmm. Um, very. I have a question. Thick bones. What's up? Does Tiyuku know that she has been corrupted? Um, I don't think it's. Th- she feels that ache in her heart, mm-hmm. which is a corruption stone starting to grow. It's like a it's like a kidney stone, but in your heart. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it just, it just kind of aches a little bit. It'll have like some sharp pangs every once in a while, especially when she's angry. The mm-hmm. angrier she gets, the more it'll hurt. Ooh. Wow. 
but at one point, I don't think she's got, like, it's not, like, super, super, super obvious. Yeah, I don't think she knows. I think she's just, like, she thinks she's shook up because she almost killed the dude and also went to a weird place and talked to a weird big lady and stuff like that. Weird big lady is very good. <laughs> yeah, that's the goddess of the moon, Tyrionthi. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you yeah, know now giant, that you saw her. Giant woman. Yeah, finally, um, uh, it's actually funny. Tsuku, nobody told you what her name was, but you know it. Oh. Uh, it's like you remembered it. Oh, no. Tsuku hates that. <laughs> yeah. I bet this lady is going to love Ford. Uh-huh. Hmm, yeah, funny thing they, about that, huh? Ford is going to pick up one of these daggers, and there's going to be like a red carpet rolled out, and she's just going to be like, hello, welcome. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, she did She did tell Tsuku to find Mirage to p- tell her to go to her. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you come into this place, yeah, so there's, there's these skeletons with these um, thick, long bones, um, denser than normal people bones. It's like picking up, like, bones made of rock, is what it feels like if you, like, handle any of them. Not, not picking up any bones. These kind of broad, <laughs> um, thick skulls. And then, yeah, like, scraps of machinery, old Titan tech. Probably some components that you could use to, like, fix up that synthesizer a little bit better. Ooh, nice. It's, you know, stuff like that. And then, yeah, there's the ladder in the center of the room that leads up to a circular trap door made of metal. You know, like in a submarine, the the wheel doors? It's like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, like a, I don't know. Like a, I mean, like it's a just port like hatch? A hatch. Sure, a hatch, yeah. yeah. So it's a hatch that you, like, wheel, like, pull open and push up. And you climb up into this room that is very dusty, but has this dull blue glow in it. Mm-hmm. And you realize that that is because you're in a tube surrounded by water. Oh. Uh, ah. It is like the reverse of all the tele- of all the communication stuff. It is this huge reservoir of this slightly glowing blue water that, like... You know how, like, it looks when you're standing above a pool at night and, like, all the water is reflecting on you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that all over the place. And you see, like, shapes in it. You can't tell if they're physical shapes or, like, kind of glitching holograms. But the ladder continues up a second floor um, to a another room. This is, you can tell, is the control room. It looks a lot like the control room that you've got at the Bastion. Um, except it's got, like, a sort of water pump system. And a bunch of those small communicator jugs that are empty. Hmm. And then also it has like a big like console machine that, that has a, like a, like a tall antenna that stretches up and goes above. Um, but the antenna is broken. I crack my knuckles. I turn to Tiyuku and I say, well, isn't this a sight? Well, I guess there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at that, Nemo and Eustace and Charlie, who are with you, who are following you, they all climb up as well. And Eustace says, well, goddamn, this is a sight. And, uh... I, I just said that. Nemo <laughs> says, it certainly is. I uh, would like to take a few moments to handle or examine something interesting. All right. Sounds good. I know what the I, I can guess what this does, right? Like it's the it's the This is this is the uplink, yeah. I and I know it was made by the Titans. Uh uh-huh. so my two questions are what uh if I'm gonna say what has been done most recently with this or to this? Um whew, recently? Recently is tough. 
There's nothing has been done to this for th- over a thousand years. Um, it, this has not been touched. Okay. Uh, what's wrong with this and how might I fix it? The antenna is busted, I assume? Antenna's busted. There's some other, like, internal stuff. Um, it's gonna need some, uh, fontanium to fix. Good thing we have some. Yeah. Uh, Eustace, like, unshoulders his pack and he's got, like, a, a couple ingots of it. I, I sort of, uh, eagerly grin at Eustace and I say, well, there's a lot of, uh, little things wrong with this. I think it might take a day or two to fix. Yeah, I think that might be right, Zara. You ready to get cracking? Oh, yes. And he, like, he like pulls out his big bugbear fist for a little fist bump. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I bump him. Uh, uh, is, does he look as excited to get to work as me? Oh, yeah. He's stoked. This is some dope shit. Yeah. So we get to work. Yeah, you get to work. And um, while we're working, I'm going to a- tell uh, Nemo about the machine downstairs, and we're going to say that if we ca- we should try to bring that back with us, too, and you install it in the Bastion. And I I say, oh, and by the way, meet our new tenants. <laughs> uh, and he says, wow, first uh, Charlie and now a bunch of anarchists. You're certainly building an interesting menagerie of allies for yourself. Well, you take what you can get. <laughs> so rough. What a bird. <laughs> oh, my God. That was, that was like a happy-go-lucky way of saying that. <laughs> Just like a fuck you. Yeah. If they want to help, they want to help. Yeah, I suppose we could use all the help we can get. I mean, besides, uh, wasn't our wasn't one a part of our job to make everybody remember the Titans exist? Yeah, and uh, considering the buzz in town about that last fight, I can imagine that we've done that. You know what, Zara? You're doing all right. Oh. Nemo pats you back and he says, "I'm going to go make sure we don't get arrested." That sounds like a good idea. He like winks and uh, and uh, climbs down the ladder. Um, and yeah, so I think, I think we can just kind of like sort of time skip a little bit, um, like a quick montage of the next couple days. Uh, I mean, Zara and Eustace and Charlie get to work fixing the thing. You actually realize, uh, do you know why that water glows? Magic? It is magic. It is behemoth blood mixed with water. Ah. It is, it is like, like fused, like, um, like chemically bonded, molecularly bonded. Um, Interesting. Good to know. Yeah, you don't have the means to make more of it, but you do find some like really, 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 really old um, documents in this control room that you can only kind of half translate that mention something about a refinery somewhere. <gasps> oh, for ooh, a refinery, you say? <laughs> oh, bless my little heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does it say where it is? No. Does I say anything in the grimoire about it? Spell lore. Okay. With a plus one from the grimoire. So, uh, roll plus int and then with a plus one. Okay. Boop, I got an eight. Okay. Um, yes. The only thing you see about it is that it is in the city in the shade. It is in the city in the shade. Mm Mm-hmm. The city in the shade? Do I know what that is? Nope. You've never heard that in your life. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe it's in Zoyat. They have a lot of cities named <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, maybe. Do you say that with Tiki around? Yeah, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would I know? I, I No. But what do you think? Mm, well, they have a lot of refineries. That's true. I think this one's a little bit older, though. True. The city in the shade. Ooh. I want to go. <laughs> 
Yeah. This is me out of character. Yeah. I'm just excited. I, I just like adventure. I bet you do. Anyway, that's all you be. That's all you get about it today. Is is the name of that city? Uh, no geograph. It's kind of like how you know, like there's old stuff. It's like, oh, we went to this place, and it never says where this place was. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there's that 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 old country called Punt. Um, that the Egyptians like did a bunch of trading with, but never actually said where it was because everyone knew where it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's very much like that. Nice. Um, but yeah, um, Tuku, how do you spend your days? <clears throat> I think Tuku's gonna run a small con. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> she's gonna try to get as much of that pink bar stuff and cut it up into pieces and send it to college students. Okay. <laughs> Roll charisma twice for each day. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, this is six. A failure. And that's an eight. Um, the first time you do it, um, the machine rumbles, and it says, uh, "Maybe try to do something out of the good of your heart for once." <laughs> and and the second time it does it, um, you do it. It says it rumbles, and it says, "My, you're a persistent one, ain't you?" All right. And, uh, you get these, this, it's not the pink stuff. It is, you get these three blue bars. Yeah. Um, they are not chewy, like taffy. They are like, um, crumbly and crunchy. Oh. It's like, um, have you ever had like a Nature Valley granola bar? Yeah. Oh, God, truth. That's going to get everywhere. The hard (laughs) ones. It's like that made of, Actually, in my head, it looks like a bar made out of that stuff, the the pebbles that you put in the bottom of um, fish tanks, the blue and green ones, um, except okay. it's like kind of tangy and crunchy. Okay. I, guess it, I guess it also could be like made of like blue nerds candy. So like nerds and nerds, so it's good. So yeah, I guess you like just crunch them up into like little pieces and sell them in yeah. baggies. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> give me a con roll. Give me a defy danger charisma. Okay. Uh, so have this. Oh, I rolled a six again. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> guess, guess no one's buying this. No, but- people buy them, and then oh. and then the dean of discipline comes and finds you and is like, <laughs> no, and he confis- <laughs> he confiscates all of them. I. Uh, well, two guys do this for fun. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus, you get write down like two dollars. You get two dollars from this. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the rock, the the blue bars uh, heal five HP each. Nice. Also, uh, you hear from Resolute Linnae that Tularin is stable but comatose, catatonic. Actually, I would say uh, he moves, and he eats, and he he gets up and goes down, but he doesn't say anything to anybody. Oh no! Um, he just keeps muttering, "It's not fair." Oh jeez. Um, yeah. So. He's alive, um, but he seems to be pretty scarred from his experience, emotionally. Resolute hopes he'll be okay in, in, with time, but it'll take time. Hmm. Uh, he's going to need some, hmm. some pretty significant like uh, help. Therapy, you know? Yeah. He is only 20, you know? You know what? Hmm. Um, I will say that, like, I'm assuming, Tuku, that you tell me this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, uh, well, it's, it's, I hope that he gets better. Mm-hmm. It's good that you knew that doctor. Yeah. Uh, I just happened to meet him at the market. You know. Oh, well. Yeah. Serendipity. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sort of point like a tuku like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but I promise I will never steal again. 
from the Pure New family out of this. That's your debt? Is that you're not going to steal any more from them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christ. God bless you, Zara. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to you. Um, uh, I did actually go back and listen. Um, Resolute did invite you to dinner. So if you'd like, you could have dinner with them. Yeah. We'd love to. Uh, am I going or just you, Tiyuki? Uh, I mean, it would be more interesting to roleplay with Zara there. I, I agree. And he would have, he would invite her as well. Yeah. Also, while you're, it's good that you're here for a few more days because they are trying to fix this railroad. Yeah. They sent like a horse down track to the next station to make sure that the train doesn't keep coming. Mm hmm. Do we get any like guff for destroying the railroad or anything? Or do they not know it was us? Um, you didn't get out of your calves in town. Mm. So they don't know necessarily it was you until you say, unless you say anything. Mm. This is a tough one because Tiku was to get the credit, but also no. Not for destroying railroad. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. Uh, Bart Nemo definitely says it was the Titan. He says whether they reveal themselves is their own choice, but I know it was the Titans, and they are back, and we are going to protect the archipelago. This collateral damage was unfortunate, but it was in the duty of protecting the town wholesale. Nobody died. Everything's cool. Don't be asses. Is everybody kind of grateful? What oh, is that? We're yeah, the talk like, of the town. I assume. Oh, you're for sure the talk of the town. It's fucking wild. Is is photography a thing? Uh, uh very very limited photography, I think. Uh, we're like in we're like in the late 1700s, early 1800s. They had like like silver nitrate ph- photographs by, by then, right? I just wanted to, to suggest that two colleagues to a newspaper is like a very blurry bad picture of herself getting <laughs> with the mech. Uh, when was photography invented? Uh, 1839. So not quite. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, Wasn't so, yeah, there, so, like, uh, those uh, camera obscura? Oh, that uh, would require someone to draw it, I guess. Camera obscura? Isn't that I, what the I thing don't, I think in- I'm talking about the... Just, like, never mind. Yeah, a, a, a camera obscura is a pinhole camera. There uh, were, like, those cameras I mean, with the... It's that definitely you had to been draw. done, but it, it's, like, a long... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Zara, a, if, invite, a cam- in, in, invite a camera for me. Well, what's a camera? <laughs> <laughs> No, what it is, it's a, it's an, um, it's a immediate, um, I don't know. I, I, oh, I have some plans uh, for something that I like to call, and it's a pretty snappy name, but it's going to be the, uh, the instantaneous light refractor photogenic, you know, I'll workshop the name. <laughs> um, but there is like ink drawings of it, mm-hmm. right? Cause that was the thing. That was the thing before it was, it was photos was people like, yeah. Illustrated the paper. Um, yeah, and so yeah, there's the illustrations of there's an illustration of the of the serendipity like um, drawing back its bow, and there's one of the of the Mistral flying over the city, and there's one of Tularin like standing menacingly in the distance with the with serendipity in the foreground. Some pretty dope like pictures. Like you should take some cuttings of this and put it on a wall or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you collect all scraps of? herself in newspapers. Nice. Uh, if, if you want, you can reveal your identities, or you can leave it uh, blank for now. I don't really care, so... Leave it blank. But Tuka, Tuka's gonna leak something. Tuka's gonna leak, like, uh, eyewitness testimony of the... one of the titans calling uh-huh. herself a beautiful Koshaki lady. Uh-huh. Mysterious. Okay, so you're gonna Clark Kent it a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, how cool would it be if like there was a there was like a you know a real like rag you know like a 
like a the weekly world news type thing and oh. it's like um it's like shocker bell thief is the titan oh <laughs> that's a, that's a good one that's definitely a good one yeah. um it's uh yeah i think there there's a couple newspapers but the one that's like in Tulane is the university times is it student run yeah yeah i think yeah. defiance is on the editing board of course she is yeah she's a good she's a good girl with weird snake eyes yeah, I thought that she was going to be, like, evil or something when you said that, but then she was just normal. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's normal with snake eyes and gave you a pamphlet for some weird cult. That's right! Oh my god, I'm sticking around. Wait, no, I can't stick around. We're, I we mean, gotta go home. We're, we're sticking around. The railroad is broken. How long does it take for it to fix it? Well, it might take more than a few days, but, like, there's also another... Like, you can get, take a coach to the next station and take it back to yeah. oh. Bay. You also get the name of the person who's putting on the demonstration. It says, demonstration conducted by the eminent Mr. Emerson. So that's, that's so that you've, you've now heard about them. Oh, um, and just to be clear, when we set up the, the thing, uh-huh. I don't know how, I don't know how I can, like, give it to, uh, Caleria, but did something happen? Did we, did we fix the, uh, uplink? I, yeah, that's gonna be the last thing that happens in this episode. Oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. Do you, yeah, do you want to have that dinner scene first? A short dinner scene? Sure. Okay. It's dinner time. You have been invited to the Lene household. It is just the floor above the family practice, but, um, you know, it's a nice house. It's a three-floor building. Two floors of it is their house. They, they've got this dining table, which is a nice dining table. It's, um, you know, set with, I think, probably six chairs. So it's big enough to hold six chairs. You've already met Resolute. Resolute is there. And then there's also Ford's mother, Sibylla who's a banker. She's kind of this, like, elegant, but a little bit severe woman. Not, like, like severe and, like, like she's, like, a mean, but she looks like she doesn't take any shit. And then his sister, Amelie, is there as well, uh, who is his younger sister, or is the middle sibling. He also has an older sister named Victorious, but she's not here because she's a captain. Hmm. Uh, so she's cute with the fleet. Um. They welcome you in. He he invited you a couple of days ago, but they're now they're <laughs> having so now they're having a uh, chicken parmesan. Uh, oh, right. Nice. Yeah, they just eat Italian food all the time. Of course they do. They're, they're fantasy Italian orcs. <laughs> Galeria is like like Italian Baroque style, so I think mm-hmm. it makes sense for them to eat good Italian food. I love Italian food. Yeah, no, I'm fine with yeah. it. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, Places have been set. Uh, you've been invited. Um, Resolute was ecstatic that you came, and he's like, "It's so nice to have company. It's been a while since Amadeus was home, so yeah, it's good, to, it's good that his friends would come." Who's Amadeus? Oh, just just an old friend of mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, good boy. He's a uh, he's um. Well, I'm sure he's he's tenured somewhere by now. He's he's been out, he's been uh, out of school long enough to mm-hmm. bright boy. Wonderful head for stars. He knew all of the constellations by the time he was ten. Oh, huh. interesting. Mm. Huh, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. Um, We have a co-worker who, you know, just knows all the constellations, too. Always talking about that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they would get along wonderfully, then. Oh, it'd be so lovely if they could even meet. Tuku, you should introduce them if you have the opportunity. Yeah. So, uh, Tuku, how do you know uh, Amadeus? Oh, uh, we met at a party, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. Amelie is sitting across from you and is, like, looking between the two of you, like, kind of bemused <laughs> more than confused. <laughs> hmm Well, uh, I, be- I bet Ford would really like this, uh, uh Amadeus guy. Yeah, I-, I bet Ford would really like him, too. 
says Amelie, like looking at you, and <laughs> and, then, and then looks this at chicken parmesan. Sure is good. And then looks at Tuku and like mouths like, "Is she dumb or something?" <laughs> Tuku Tuku shakes her head. You know. <laughs> The horn looks a lot like you in a lot of ways. It's the horns, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a crazy coincidence that we should stop talking about, says Amelie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Zara, right? What do you do for a living? Oh, well, uh, I'm an inventor. Wow. And the head of a company, Fontaine Industries. Oh, my. Sybilla looks over to you and she says, are you incorporated? <laughs> well, no, not that really. It's really just me. So you have the dream of a corp- of a company. Well, sure, yeah, I, I would love to open my own, uh, co- well, I have my own company, of course, Fontaine Industries, but, uh, but well, you don't have any, nice you don't have any paperwork for it. No, no. Well, then by Galerian law, you don't have a company. Well, that's true, uh, <laughs> but, hey, you know, <laughs> who's, uh, if, if nobody's asking, then, yeah, what's the problem, right? <laughs> Do you mean to tell me that you intend to engage in fraud with the people of Galeria? <laughs> what? No, I, of course not. I, uh, I, I'm not even selling my wares at this time, anyway. After all, but uh, you know, just going town to town. Like sometimes people want an invention made, and they pay me for my services. So you're an independent contractor. Well, I, I prefer to call it Fontaine Industries, but it's really a company of one. Sybilla is like got her <laughs> eyes like narrowed. <laughs> <laughs> and Resolute just kind of pats her hand and she's like, it's all right, dog. It's, I believe it's small scale enough that it's nothing that the banking union needs to worry about. And she says, all right. But if you ever require holdings, land, or employees, make sure that you register with the nearest bank before you start <laughs> stamping things with your su- sigil. We take fraud very seriously here at Galeria. Well, what if the company is not uh, in Galeria? What if it's not a Galerian company? Well, then you're going to want to make sure that you've got your import-export license filed as well. Hey, did you know we're sheriffs of the law? (laughs) 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 We're going to be using these things until the day we die. Mm -hmm. And she says, "Are you now?" Yeah, uh, show the so show the badge. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be talking to the Moon Queen, and we're just gonna be like, "Listen, <laughs> have you seen my badge? You're under arrest, Missy." <laughs> um, yeah, and she 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 looks at it, and Resolute claps. He's like, "Fantastic! That's incredibly incredibly impressive." Mm-hmm. There, we've got friends of the Culture Admiral. Well, I suppose old Gregarious won't be happy about what's happened to his son, but I guess it's better than dying. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll say. Yeah. It's terrible, the things that pain makes you do. Uh-huh. From what I can tell, he's endured a, quite an amount of it. Hmm. Well, no need to, to cause dour things. <laughs> Come on, eat and be merry. Let's get some more wine out. He uncorks a bottle. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think your your dinner goes along well that's fine. Afterwards, Amelie ropes the two of you into like the parlor when Resolute and Sybilla go like I don't know, to the reading room or something to have a wine and cigars or some shit. Smoke a pipe or whatever. Nice. Sybilla pulls you into a different room and she's like, Okay, one, Forda Namadeus are the same person. What? <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, wait, but Amadeus 
it wasn't he like a student or a professor? Yeah. He was he was a resident like he was a TA, right? He, yeah. He, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes, no. Zara. You, you're mistaken. No. Ford is a big strong man, a mercenary type. Zara, Ford's a nerd. Just what? like you. <laughs> oh my goodness. And Tuk puts so like to talk about. puts both hands on Zara's shoulders. Well, only like runs a hand down her face. He's like, Listen, I don't know the details and I don't agree with his decisions, but yeah. He he was a tenured astronomer at a big hotshot observatory in Baron, and then he decided he didn't want to do it anymore, and now he's a merc. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't tell my parents, ever, or I will pull your spine out your ass. Wow. Yes, ma'am. No worries. Thank you. I lean over to you and say, she's as scary as Ford is. It's okay, I'm spineless. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that was clever. Good job. <laughs> wow. Nice. Um, and she says, anyway, is he okay? It's been a while since his last letter, and his the one he sent Dad what didn't say much. Well, it's what we're doing is pretty dangerous, but he's in good company. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I you know what, Tioku, I, I, I think we should tell her. Uh I mean I guess if she knows about his uh, mercenary business, it wouldn't be too bad to let her know about this too. Fort is in the same boat as us. He's a titan. Yep. Giant robot and everything. Or like eyebrow was like raised like the rocks for while we were talking to each other. And then <laughs> the second one goes up and says, Oh. Well. Shit. Okay. Can you tell me where you guys are? Are going to be? You have a map? Of course I have a map. I'm a Galerian. Promise not to tell anyone? Like she gives you like, like a flat look and then points <laughs> on the map. I, I'm serious. Yeah. The, yes, I won't tell anyone. And she pulls out a map. And it's like her personal map. Like they have, they each have a map of the ocean. Wow. Nerds. It's a maritime culture. Tuku draws a shape of the island on there and draws like a smiley face on the island so it looks like it's like a big happy island. And it's like, here, we're here. Okay, good. Be careful, okay? There's, I've heard some stuff about some stuff, and not all of it is good. Uh, stuff with stuff, not good. Not all stuff is good. I understand. That was a lie, I didn't understand. But Doesn't matter. we'll be careful. Keep my brother safe, alright? Huh? Yeah. We'll try. Alright, I know he's gonna, he's a stupid, self-sacrificing asshole. He'll jump in front of danger the first chance he gets. It's gonna be tough, but do your best. Uh-huh. I think he's the one who does most of the safe-keeping people. Yeah. That's what I mean. Someone has to look out for him, too. Oh, well, I'm sure we'll find someone who will. <laughs> I, 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 I jabbed to Yuku in the side, <laughs> and I say, we will, help, we will look after him. Thank you. <laughs> and she, uh, she shakes both of your hands, and she says, I want to go to bed. Uh, it's been tough keeping this kid alive. Okay. Will he be Okay. Eventually? Maybe. Right now he's not. Hmm. But he's alive. That's something. Uh, and then she goes upstairs. Um, I think the last thing that happens 
before we warp you back to home is this is the last day of your repair efforts. Okay, so we're doing this. We're repairing the uplink. We should be able to contact the bastion from here. Uh huh. We will be taking Charlie back with us. We will be taking everybody from um, from Squatter's Right back with us, and we will be taking the the machine that makes the food with us. Right? Yes, the synthesizer. And we have we'll have arranged transport for all this. Uh huh. And I also have the shard of Moonstone. Uh huh. Okay. All right. So it is your last day, uh, the last day of repairs. You've been spending the last like few days working on this thing. You you and Eustace like ten hours a day banging it out. It's like a lot of little stuff, nothing huge. The antenna's the biggest like single piece. Otherwise, it's just like you know fine tuning it, making everything work. Like you had to deactivate it while you were fixing it so that it wouldn't like freak out. And one thing that you did discover is that that tank. If they had kept fiddling with this place, if and if this tower had taken much damage during that fight, it would have cracked and flooded Squatter's Right. Um, so the fact that you came in and fixed it means that it, it is not going to irradiate these people. Well, yeah, another another day saved by Zara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one thing that this place has that Bastion's thing doesn't, or did or that you didn't find or hadn't set up, is it's also got a sort of telegraph station. With like a, a a wheel of old, not paper, but like a paper-like substance, a waxy substance, almost like a film. That's when you're finished, you turn the switch and everything activates again, and that paper that roll starts to wind, like like spin up, and then you hear like like a um, and it starts to unwind as it is spelling out messages. And you look at it, and it is Tower East, SOS, SOS, everybody down. Tower West, SOS, SOS, everybody down. Tower North. All of these different locations reporting all dead. No one alive. Last person left alive. Setting out, if anyone can hear me. All of these SOSs. And you check the, like the dates. And it is from thousands of years ago as this thing spins up and plays the last dying breath of the old world. And then at the end of the roll, a message from 10 years ago comes out and it says, Tower North reactivated. Does anybody copy? And then another one five years ago, Tower North still active. Does anybody copy? And then one dated now, Tower North activated. Does anybody copy? Um, I look at, is, is Eustace here? Yeah. Well, what do we do? I don't know. Do you know how to answer it? Um, let, I take a few moments to look at it and examine it. Um, yeah, you, it's got like some, like a number. It's punched in. Like a hailing frequency. You can try to, try to, try to. Whatever language it's in, I can read it, right? Uh-huh. Is it in, like, a common tongue? Is it, like, Morse code? It's basically in Morse code. And I know this Morse code, either mm. instinctually or just because I know it. Yes. The older ones are old. The new ones are in current modern Morse. Is this Tower South? Yes. I want to send the following message. Uh-huh. Tower South activated. Who is this? Um, the readout? Um, mm. <laughs> 
I'm like really fucking nervous. <laughs> it says like in real life. It this is the last the last of the ribbon. It is after this it is gone. This last message. And it feeds out and it says Tower South. This is the last Titan left alive. The ending of that. Uh, Fuck you. The end of session moves. <laughs> hey, how was that? That was that shit. I'm, I'm like, I'm really fucking excited. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. also, like, I'm terrified for everyone and everything. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good feeling. Is it, we, we're doing like we got a very like anime plaque on here, and I'm for it. Like, I feel like that's what people come for. That's what we came here to do. Like, like the it. very, like, like, oh, his heart is full of anguish. And I was like, mmm, delicioso. Yeah, I know. <laughs> pa- listen, pain makes you lash out, and it makes you hurt the people you care about. Yeah. But you know what, you know what, uh, is the power of friendship is very good. Mm-hmm. Our friendship, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, welcome to, welcome to, welcome to the anime podcast. Yeah, anime. I mean, anime is the best, so. Yeah. All right. Shall we do an end of session move? Let's do an session move. So when you reach the end of a session, or in this case, an arc as well, choose one of your bonds that you feel is resolved, completely explored, no longer relevant or otherwise. Ask the player of the character you have the bond with if they agree. If they do, mark XP and write a new bond with whomever you wish. Um, so how do you feel on bonds? I actually, I know we really recently did a new bond with Tiyuku, but I'm thinking that, like, I feel like I've been pretty decisive lately. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like I've been, I've been, I get, I, I stood up to Nemo very decisively. You I did. made a made a lateral call to like, you know, like, hey, I'm gonna, um, you know, invite these people to come to the Bastion with us, and we're gonna have allies. I, I was able, we were able to save somebody. Yeah, I, I feel like I've been doing pretty decisive. Tiuku, do you agree? Yeah, I've been more like Tiuku. <laughs> yeah, that sounds dope as hell. I get to mark XP for that, right? You mark XP for that? Excellent, and I know exactly what bond I'm going to replace it with. Oh, okay, Ford. Ford, oh. my porn. Ford is an academic like me. I want to share. I want him to share his knowledge with me. Oh, that sounds good. Hell yeah, that that worked out perfectly. Exactly. Yeah. Right? yeah. I'm not sure if Ford's bond with me is resolved, but I kind of want to change it though. I have. Okay. I'm certain Ford will provide a useful distraction in the future. Mm-hmm. It's going to be that I will make sure that Ford does not have to 
put himself in danger for me or like something like that. Uh, okay. I'll make sure Ford doesn't have to stick out his neck for me. I actually kind of like that one a lot. Yeah. It's like, um, you I- know, it's very like Tiyuku, you know? A very Tiyuku way of being like, in, in, like, 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 oh, this, this person told me to protect Ford. Well, how, I'm gonna protect them by basically being resourceful enough that he doesn't have to save me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Kinda like that. So- Sounds like an Empress's bodyguard. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of which, give me that damn ring. <laughs> it's a little late for that, isn't it? A little bit. Oh, no. oh that, that would have helped your aid earlier a lot. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. have. <laughs> <laughs> give me the damn ring. <laughs> um, so now the next part is, once bonds have been updated, look at your alignment. If you fulfilled that alignment at least once this session, mark XP. Then answer these three questions as a group. Okay, so first alignment. Also, check out your temper, your Titan alignment. If you upheld the belief you share with your Titan, you can also clear the ability. Hmm. Uh, I don't have any abilities, so no worries there. Okay. Yeah. But uh, proving yeah. the value of my inventions to others, I would say that I definitely did that a lot this session. Yeah. Because, like, people have been actively impressed by my inventions this session. Yeah, you're doing great. Um, so that's an XP for Zara. I don't know if I filled mine... Uh, Will direct yours. myself too much so other people, so people around me don't have to. So yeah, I don't. Um, I don't yeah, I don't so. think that you did much of that. Well, mm. if I may, you did like get yourself kidnapped. To I mean, not like it was necessarily on purpose, but you got yourself kidnapped and then like <laughs> basically got dragged off into like a a thieves den. No offense, I know I'm not saying anarchists are all thieves, but these people were thieves. That's how they <laughs> they did they did that a lot. Got got your, you got yourself dragged off to a thieves den to find out information for us. It it wasn't for that purpose though. It was to see if the the thief stole anything valuable that <laughs> yeah, you so steal from the thief. That was that <laughs> so, was yeah that was pretty self serving. So I think yeah I think we're gonna not have that one. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and then we have the last three questions. Did we learn something new and important yeah. about the world? Yeah, I think we learned a few, but you can only mark one XP per question. Uh, did we overcome a notable monster or enemy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and did we loot a memorable treasure? I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you looted that Moonstone fucking- Moonstone Shard. The Moon Shard, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's three XP but for both of you. We, we also loaded the machine. And the machine, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and friendship, which is the and most valuable <laughs> treasure of all. Friendship. All right. Yeah. And so now you're going to have downtime uh, on the way back. Um, I think we're going to gloss over that to be uh, to be ready in time for the next thing. The yep. next, um, mm-hmm. So I have 10 XP, which means that I can level up, right? Because yeah, I'm so level 2 plus 7 is 9. Yes, downtime uh, hours or days in XP equal to or greater to your current level plus 7. You can reflect on your experiences and hone your skills. Um, so uh, subtract your current level plus 7 from your XP. So reduce that by uh, 8. 9. 9, yeah. So I got 1 XP left. Uh-huh. Uh, increase your level by 9. By one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you choose a new advanced move from your class. And from our calf. Uh, and for your calf. And, and then we can also increase a stat by one, right? Uh-huh. 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 How high um, can the stats go? Uh, 18. 18. Yes. Sure. I'm going to get my intelligence up to plus three, baby. But it's it's only 17 right now, so it's still plus two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so did you take... So wait, what are you doing now? I took plus one intelligence. Oh, okay. Okay. So you... Because mm-hmm. you, you, you were at 16 before, I see. So yes, now I'm at 17, so one you're, more... And you're banking that. You're banking that. Yeah, right? hell yeah. 
And then yeah. I'm going to take oh advanced move. So last step level, in case no one, if in case I didn't say it in game, I don't think I did. I took the carrying harness. You affix mechanical tools, place chains, and flippy gizmos to yourself. Everything you carry is attached to you. You can never drop or be disarmed without your consent and get plus five load. So I got that bad boy. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, for my next trick, I am going <laughs> to. I think I'm going to pick this advancement called Rocket Man. When you need to be somewhere really quickly, roll plus dex. On a hit, you are there the moment you need to be. On a 7 to 9, also choose 1. You need a burst of speed to get there in time, spend 1 charge, or your reckless charge puts you in a tight spot. I love Rocket Man. It's my favorite artif- artificer move. Really? Well, I'm, I'm, I've got it now. Tuki, what's your, what's your uh, move going to be for your thief? Uh, Thief's Highway. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, when you use the city's hidden paths, alleyways, rooftops, etc. to travel to your destination to or escape pursuit, roll plus int. On a 10 plus, choose 2. On a 79, choose 1. You get there unseen or lose your pursuers. You get there in half the time you'd normally take. You leave nothing that could be traced back to you or your friends. That is, looks super useful. Um, Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, and where did you put your plus one? I put it in intelligence, so I get plus one in that instead okay, cool. of it being zero, since Sm- I was one away from that. Smart thief. Yeah, and um, I get a calf advancement as well. Do I not? Both, you both get a calf advancement. Yes. Cool beans. Which is on the fourth, the fourth page of the of the of the armor celestial armature frame. I'll take roll out when you call it to your calf for assistance. Roll plus sync on a hit. Your calf hears and your crime comes as beckon. Uh, on a 79, it comes, but there's a complication. The GM will offer you a worst outcome, hard bargain, or ugly choice. It's a good one. Uh, Tuku, it's yours. My Catholic Benjamin? Uh-huh. Uh, I, in case I've never said it, I think that the Artificer came from uh, Libera Gothica games. I can't remember if this is exactly what it was, but I'm pretty sure that this Dungeon Roller Trader's Playbook book was what it's from. Mm-hmm. So if you want to play the Artificer, I think it's a really fun class, and you can check it up on Drive RPG and I'm sure other places too. Yeah, I love Artificer's a good class. I, yeah, I'm a big fan of this one. This is a this is a heavy homebrew campaign. <laughs> well, we did homebrew a lot of it ourselves, so we're no slouches. Oh. So, so the move I chose for the uh, advanced move is oh. the Echoes of the Past. And for that, I chose from the Assassin Playbook by Poor Impulse Control, Tumblr, that kind It's a adumbration. When you take a few hours to ritualistically pre- prepare an item, you can reach into any shadow and draw that item out regardless of its physical location. Yeah, hell yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna definitely examine what that ritual looks like. Yeah. Um, and, and how you remembered how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and say this, uh, this is, this was dope. Uh, we do dope shit. Mm-hmm. And we look forward to see, to doing the rest of it, and we hope you look forward to. Yeah. Should we clap? Uh, uh, I don't think we need to clap because it's, uh. But we usually do at the end of the end of session things for funsies. Yeah, we can clap. Yeah. Let's do it at 20. Let's do it at 20. <laughs>